Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, this is Rob Mays, and you're listening to Pam and Dawn. Hello, and welcome to Tuning Into TV. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my friend, colleague, and bestie, and host, Pam. Hey, Pam, how are you? I'm doing good. I had fun. How are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never know what you're going to come out of the gate with. Every time, ladies and gentlemen, every time. I never know. I do the same thing just about every show to kick it off. I don't know what she's yeah. going to come with. So, hey, well, I'm I'm doing good. Um, been kind of trucking along at life. You know, life sometimes has this way mm-hmm. of just kind of coming at you. But uh, we're still here, and we're still hanging in there and taking each day as it comes. So I guess that's about the best you could hope for. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing more that you can do is just live your life and get through the bumps and the grinds and uh, mm-hmm. try to have fun. Yeah, and by the way, I know we rarely talk about weather. Uh, sometimes we do. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of said that in jest a little bit, but oh my gosh, are you are you getting as much rain as we are getting here in the south? It's like every other day we've got our weather here is so bipolar. It doesn't know if it's going to be spring, fall, mm-hmm. summer, winter. It can't make up its mind. We're in May, at least the last time I checked yeah. the calendar, it said May, but the temperatures yeah. have been like fall. I'm just and and we have rain yeah. every weekend now, so it's just. What is what are things like in Chicago for you? It's it's, it's just craziness. It's just nonstop. Same thing. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, we are, we've had snow as recently as I think was it a week or so ago. I oh think it goodness. was about a week ago. We had snow. I mean, we had flurries. We didn't have a big snow where we you know got inches on the ground but or anything. But I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, of course, uh, over the years, it's not the first time in Chicago, but. The thing is, you know, we get to a point where we're just, like, fed up already. And it's supposed to bring – April showers bring May flowers. Well, now we're in May, and all I see in the future forecast for the next couple of weeks is rain. Yeah. And I'm so tired of it. I know. Well, you're not alone. We're kind of getting fed up here in the mm-hmm. south either. I try not to complain about weather, per se, because, yeah. you know, no one has any control over it. But, you know, this made me think of something. When we met a gazillion years ago, okay, 10 mm-hmm. or so years ago, do you remember back in the mm-hmm. day when we would be comparing, like, okay, what's your weather like down there? What's your weather like up there? Do you remember when our temperatures, like this time, any time of year, we were always about 10 to 15 degrees above you guys. And it's now the it's minimum. like, yeah. yeah, and and now it's like, we're just within a few degrees of each other, which is mm-hmm. really, really crazy because it used not to be that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now yeah, the weather well, the is other kind day of I asked you. Yeah, <laughs> the other day when I, I told you what our weather was like and you sent me yours, and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on yeah. here? That's your weather? Right. Because it was almost yeah, identical I'm, to what ours was. 
Right, and it's like I'm saying, wait a minute, are you having North Carolina weather or are we having Chicago weather? Mm-hmm. Because you can't differentiate anymore. It's just like they're almost right. parallel, you know, in terms of forecast. So, yeah. well, I tell you, there was no rain falling when we were talking, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> literally, folks, when we were talking to our guest for today. Oh, my gosh. One of the best ever. I mean, it was such a joy talking to him. So much fun. And I'm talking about Rob Mays. Pam, I can't say enough good things about him. He was just incredible. We love him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don and I are in love now. I mean, we loved him before, but now we are, like, in love with him. Right. He was just fabulous. Um, so, yeah. as as you all will be able to tear, tell here momentarily, but he he was just um, this so positive vibe from the moment he called in. It was just like, wow. So, if you're having a, a Debbie Downer kind of day, your mood's about to change for the better, folks, because Rob's energy is, is on fire, it's on point, and he just makes you feel happy and good. And uh, just listening to him talk about his life and his career, it's just, he was just wonderful. Absolutely. He's so personable and down to earth. Mm-hmm. He's just like Most somebody definitely. I could call up and say, I could call up, like if I were calling you, like one of my friends, and say, right. hey, Rob, how are you doing today? And just have a chit-chat with him, you know? That's right. He He was so cool and laid back. But on that note, we are just so excited to bring you our special interview today with the award-winning actor and producer, Rob Mays. And be sure to check out Rob's new movie, Just Jake. And that'll be Friday, May 5th on Up TV, oh wait, Up Faith and Family. And then mm-hmm. May 19th on Up TV, as well as his new song from the movie called Without You, It'll be released on May 19th, too. And we are so excited and honored to bring you our interview now with Rob Mays. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for calling in and speaking with us. We know how extremely busy you are. I mean, anybody that just looks at your Instagram alone can tell. <laughs> You've got a million <laughs> things going on. <laughs> well, I, I, like, I like to say uh, Instagram is usually smoke and mirrors, but uh, lately it's not. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a busy, busy few weeks, and uh, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy it's been so busy. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we always start with the same question for everybody because we get such interesting answers. Sometimes they're funny. We just never know what's going to happen. How and when did you decide you wanted to be an actor and a singer? Well, you know, I, I grew up in a in a very musical uh, family. Um, my dad played drums. My uncle, uh, my dad still plays drums. My uncle played accordion. He still plays accordion. Uh, my dad was asked by my uncle, um, at this point in their lives, I was not even in the picture yet, but they were best friends. And there was this Lithuanian folk dance group that my uncle was a part of because he's Lithuanian. And he ended, ended up asking my dad, he goes, hey, you know, we need a drummer for this, this folk dance group. You know, would you want to come in and maybe audition and, and, and you know, 
give it a go. And he did, and he got the job, and then he ended up meeting my uncle's sister, who turned out to be my mom. So <laughs> kind of crazy how music, oh, wow. you know, brought, brought them <laughs> together. And then, you know, growing up, we had a piano in the house, and I've been playing since I was five, and guitar since I wasn't, you know, that much older than that. And then, um, actually, funny story, too, you know, I was, I think, I don't know how old I was. I was at some some somebody's uh, birthday party when I was probably eight years old, ten years old, something like that. And I was so scared, for whatever reason, that my dad had taken me. He had stayed in the car outside in the street for the full two hours or however long the party lasted. And the the parents had played this game with us, with all the, the kids, and they put a, a sign a name on the backs of each one of us with, with someone's name. And so we had to go around and ask all the kids yes or no answer questions to figure out who we were or who they deemed us to be or who they thought we were going to be when we grew up, you know. And all these kids, mm-hmm. they, they figured it out. You know, they're Michael Jordan and, and uh, you know, Brett Favre, like all, the, all these, you know, athletes and stuff. And I was the last man standing. I'm like, well, what the heck? You know, I, I don't know who I am. And the mom finally goes, she goes, Tom Cruise. I said, what, what's a Tom Cruise? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, but that was kind of my first first uh, foray glimpse into, you know, film, I guess. And, uh Grew up making movies with my my family's camcorder running around the woods behind our house in Cleveland, Ohio, and, um, you know, making these movies. And then, God, spending time uh, in England doing some theater and then moving to New York and then was, was hoping to do theater there. And I ended up getting a law and order job. And then I got a my first movie audition. I booked the lead in it and been kind of doing it ever since. So... That's kind of, that's kind of the, the, the long-ish, shortened uh, story in a very large nutshell. <laughs> well, you know, mom always knows. Mom always knows best, as they say. So she she really pegged that correctly because um, what a career you've had. And, oh, and speaking you. of, from the time you started your acting career, in what ways have you grown the most? Mostly my waistline, I would think. Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> that doesn't show uh, on screen, Rob. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I really, and I always say it, I, I really wish that everybody had the opportunity or got the opportunity or, or, or would have the opportunity to be able to, to you know, even in a, in, a, in a small little snippet of what we do, to, to experience it, to, to get that, that opportunity you know, to be on stage or to, to be in front of a camera, you know, and even if it's just making, you know, movies with your iPhone or, or whatever at the house, like that that experience of seeing, of being on a set, no matter how big or small it is, and learning and having to listen to someone else, say their lines and connect with them, and then for you to, to respond in turn, it is the most one of the most simple but also most difficult things I think for human beings to do. And it comes down to conversation and conversations about listening, you know, and I think that a lot of people we we don't mm-hmm. like to listen. You know, we want to talk, as I'm doing at length right now. But 
you know, it, it's <laughs> a real skill that uh, that I think I've come to learn a lot from and about, you know, in in doing uh, what I've been doing and, and been blessed to, to be able to do now for, for so many years. Well, I'll tell you, if Don and I didn't take time to listen, we wouldn't be doing many interviews if we just kept talking and had a guest. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> <so> truth. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be out of a job. Nobody would want yes, to come we on would. and talk to us because we wouldn't listen. <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> well, you won Best Actor for your role in A Soldier's Revenge. What were your first thoughts when you went through your head when you found out? Man, that was cool. That was really cool. I mean, that was my first uh, first award, you know, that I won in, in that kind of capacity. Um, that was a special project, you know. That, that reunited me with uh, my director, Mike Pfeiffer, for the, <clears throat> man, I don't even know, fourth time, fifth time, fourth time maybe? Maybe it's our fourth movie together. And... You know, he, he came to me and was like, man, I got this, this movie and I got this role. And, and uh, he, he kind of pitched it. And, and then I got the opportunity to read the script. And uh, it, was, it was daunting. Like, there are scenes in that movie that, I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you haven't, it's really worth a watch. I mean, you know, between Val Kilmer and uh, Jake Busey, I mean, it's, it's, it's exceptional. And Michael awesome, did such a yeah. great job. With that script, an amazing cast uh, and, and directing it. But some of these scenes would go on for like eight pages or 11 pages, I think it was. Something crazy like that. Like you, you'd never see that. And there was a one major, major sequence uh, in the movie and, and very pivotal uh, to my character's denouement, if you will. And it went on for, like I said, eight to 11 pages. And I got to work on that day. And my God, I was nervous. And Mike goes, how you doing? I said, Nervous as hell. And he goes, it's going to be great. Let's go. <laughs> and I did not feel ready at all. And I did all the preparation that I could do. And uh, I said, well, you know, uh, hell with it. Let's just I'll roll the dice and see what happens. And he likes to shoot sometimes with two or even three cameras going at once. And, and he'll do like, you know, uh, a really, really tight lens on one. Then he'll have to go really wide on the other. And so I always like the joke, you know, doing his movies, it's kind of like, you know, big, big body, uh, you know, small face. Like you want to keep it yeah. contained emotionally in your face. Yeah. If he's getting, you know, a, a medium or a close up at the same time, he's getting like this, this super wide establishing shot. And it's kind of an insane mm-hmm. way to work, but it keeps you super, super present, you know? So it's not like mm-hmm. you're just, oh, this is just by close up, but just by face right now, blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyhow, we rolled the dice and just he said, you know, actually we went for it. And somehow, by the grace of God, 11 or 8 pages, whatever it was, of monologues for me somehow came out of me. And uh, it's never happened before, and who knows if it will ever happen again. But on that first take, he yelled cut, those three cameras rolled, and we did it. And the entire crew got up on their feet and gave me a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah, and then we did it again. <laughs> and again, yeah. and again, and again. Well, you know, when you said you just kind of rolled, you just rolled the dice, and I think sometimes we can be our own worst enemy because we get inside our heads, we overthink things, especially if it's something that we really want to get right on that first take or that first try. And sometimes it trips us up instead of just rolling the dice and going with it and seeing how it comes out. So I'd say in this case, doing that 
was the best gamble ever because it paid off handsomely for you. And, um, and so congratulations on that. But, yeah, I have not actually seen the movie, but I am going to watch that because I love a good – anything about soldiers in general. I love movies um, along those lines. So uh, it's going to be a good one, especially now that you've given us such a great um, backdrop to that. Um, and, and you know, it, it being uh, Mental Health Awareness uh, Month now, you mm-hmm. know, the, the whole backdrop of that movie is it's about uh, PTSD. Oh, wow. And that's what, you know, my character and, and some other characters are, 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 are going through and dealing with and struggling with. And initially it was called um, A Soldier's Heart. That was the name of the movie initially when we shot it. Mm. I thought, oh, okay, well, that, that sounds kind of nice and, and, you know, it's like romantic maybe. No, not at all. But they called uh, PTSD back during the Civil War A Soldier's Heart. Because these, these guys would come back from war and they'd be so wounded, you know, emotionally from, from what they witnessed and what they went through. And that was, that was the term for PTSD. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, however many years and we find ourselves in another war. And, you know, World War II, right? It was war I, it, you know, shell shock. And then each, each, each kind of uh, war rebranded, you know, PTSD. But it's, it's been there since the beginning of time, you know, since we've yeah. been warring. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's near and dear to me, you know, because I served in the military. I, I still have friends that are in. In fact, I had a buddy in town in Nashville uh, just over the the weekend, and I got to see him. I hadn't seen him since God, fifteen fifteen plus years ago when I was at the Naval Academy. Um, but that's very near and dear to me. So that's one of the reasons it drew me to that project. And just a little FYI. Well, you did a great job, and, you know, and that's just but one of many things um, and accolades that you've received just watching your work through the years, and and you are an extremely talented um, actor, and you're also a tremendous singer-songwriter and a producer, and so um, have you ever thought about writing a movie? You've starred in so many, but have you ever just said, you know, I'd love to just write one one day? I would, I would love to write a script. I don't know though. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know where I would start, and and there's it's part of the, you know, the double-edged blade sword. You know, uh, I have so many interests. It's like there's only so much time in a day. There's almost only so much time in your life to to learn these things, and uh, you know, to learn them well, and to learn things well, it takes time. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I could just, you know, like we just talked about, roll the dice and give it a go. But, you know, in my estimation, I would, I would rather come up with the idea and then, you know, you know, partner with the with the screenwriter. And, and I've done this, you know, already. And, you know, kind of, you know, mull over the idea together and, and then, you know, trust them to do what they do and, uh, you know, write a, a great screenplay, you know, like they know how to do. Like I, I wouldn't know how to start that. Well, you know, what you could do is take one of your awesome songs that tell a story and make it into a movie. There you go. Hey, now we're thinking. <laughs> okay. I, like I want I want credit I want credit for that if you follow through. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I got you. <laughs> well, as an actor, you've been in some of my favorite movies of all time, and one of them is Sweet on You with Haley Duff, which has played several times over the past couple of months on Up TV, so it's been wonderful to be able to catch it whenever you want to. 
Um, it's such a sweet movie, pun intended, ha, 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Drew was all business until he went to Cedar Creek after he inherited it, and he discovers the sweeter side of life. How do you keep yourself grounded and discover those little sweetnesses? Man, it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder because it's so easy to get caught up in the riffraff and all the hustle and bustle and, um, you know, really about the hustle of it all. And and to do what, you know, I'm blessed to be able to do, it requires a lot of hustle. Like, I don't know. I got some friends who, you know, they get up in the morning, they go surfing, and then, you know, they kind of chill out the rest of the day, it seems. And then next thing you know, they're getting offers on all these movies and, going from series to series to series and having a blast and, you know, good on them. And I'm happy for them. And I'm proud, proud for them and proud of them. It's not the way it works in my world. Like I, I work hard to, 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 to do and, and be able to do what I do. Um, so it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of faith. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a good reminder to kind of slow down and, and uh, remember that, you know, we're all human and that we all make mistakes, and you know we all got our own pitfalls and obstacles, and and all that fun good stuff. You know, I I packed up LA a while ago, and and I moved out to the country in, in Nashville, and you know as as we talk right now, I'm looking out at my grass that's that needs to get cut. So yeah. that'll keep you grounded. <laughs> that will certainly keep you grounded. It's like ooh, household chores, you know, um, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, the everyday adulting things of life that, you know, we all have to do. Um, not always the funnest parts, but it is part of it, right? So, um, well, speaking it's of movies. It and it's, it's finding, finding the joy in it, too, and, yeah. and you know, music. I mean, it, right. taking a moment to uh, back to listening. I mean, you know, you need to listen to music, really, to fully and thoroughly enjoy it. You can passively listen to it, or you can really get into it and, you know, dissect the lyrics and, the movements and, and the, you know, all that stuff. And oh, yeah. I just think the deeper you go, the more present you are and, and the more that, uh, you know, you're living in the moment. Now, see, that's a good quote. The deeper you go, the more present you are. I love that. <laughs> so that is a great quote. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to catalog that, Rob, because um, that's pretty profound. But it's so true. Um, and you do have to kind of go deep sometimes because it kind of takes you out of, the world, so to speak, and it kind of, kind of re, you know, puts you back, Regroup. balances you out, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have got a brand new movie coming out very soon, Just Jake, and we are so excited to be seeing this. It's going to premiere on Up TV Faith and Family this Friday, and then on Up TV on May nineteenth. And what can you share with us about this movie without giving too much away? It is, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You know, it, it, uh, it's about a character that I get to, to portray. And, um, you know, he lives in Nashville and he's making country music and he ends up having some, some viral success uh, on, on our movie's equivalent of, of TikTok. And then he uh, shortly thereafter realizes that he's not, you know, carrying his own weight and uh, not doing enough and hasn't been writing and he's been struggling with his writer's block and he ends up getting dropped from the label and uh, he and his manager end up setting out to go back home 
And uh, that's kind of where I'll leave it because I want you guys to watch it. But it's, oh. it's beautiful. <laughs> there's, there's some amazing music in it that we've written. Um, you know, I was <clears throat> I was actually on a, a call earlier today with, with the network, and I said, you know, it, it's one thing, you know, to, to make a, a good movie that has, you know, really good original music in it, you know, and it's another thing to make, you know, a really good movie that has great original music in it. And I mm-hmm. think that's what we accomplished with, with Just Jake. Well, I watched the trailer for Just Jake, and I'm telling you, I can't, I'm just counting the minutes before <laughs> preview, you know, comes on TV. It's just so good. Um, and speaking of the song, um, you did a duet with Lauren. I don't know how you say her name. Is it Masidi? Yeah, Lauren Masidi. Yes. For without you, another crazy, crazy thing. How that came to be? You know, we we sat down, me and and Will Weatherly, Heath Warren, <clears throat> Eric Van Houten. You know, Heath. I think just yesterday was celebrating his six six week number one with uh, his song with Bailey Zimmerman at Country Radio. Uh, Will Weatherly just had his. I got to figure out what number it is now, but it's four, five, six, seven, number one, something crazy uh, with the Dustin Lynch song just a couple of weeks ago. You know, so we all got together and, and we wrote these two songs for the movie. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with, with the big hero song in the movie so much that I decided to, to cut it myself. And um, I had been at the Opry, the Grand Ole Opry, <clears throat> in the audience, but sitting there dipped six row dead center and my buddy was on stage he invited me to be his guest for the night and uh out came lauren and she was a special guest wasn't on the bill didn't didn't know she was going to be there and i didn't even know her but i realized watching i was like wait a minute i think we follow each other on on instagram you know and so i i reached out i tagged her in a couple of videos and then she responded and i said is there any world in which you might somehow you know consider considering uh, duetting this song with me. And she, I sent her the track, and she said, oh, my goodness, I, I love it. Um, absolutely, I'm all in. So she went in the studio and, and uh, did something spectacular on it. And uh, it comes out May 19th, Without You. You can pre-save now. And I will say it helps so and much. And mine's pre-saved. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It really makes a world of difference in terms of, you know, the <clears throat> editorial playlisting consideration at the the Spotify's and the, the Apple's and, and all the music services. Um, every single pre-save, which only takes a moment to do, and it's completely free, makes a world of difference, yeah. uh, you know, for eyes and, and, and for an independent, independent artist. Yeah, definitely. Well, I pre-saved it on Spotify, so, yeah, it's extremely easy to do. Now, what's your process you. when writing a song for, you're welcome, for a movie versus music in general? Is there any difference? Do you have to know what the movie's about, you know, completely? or? That's a really good question. I And it's, it's been coming up more and more, you know, in, in my, the writer rooms. Uh, you know, there's... People write for sync, right, for, for movies and for TV shows, and a lot of times they'll have, like, these, like, pitch sheets. or I, I don't even know how that stuff works because I haven't even uh, uh, experienced it yet myself. But, but these shows or movies will say, like, what they're looking for tonally, and then you'll have sometimes 24 hours to write a song, record it, 
and get it back to them, you know, for them to, to review. Um, you know, I've, I've had uh, the good luck of being able to do some of these, these movies and TV shows and then having, you know, the producers come to me and say, hey, or the director or whatever, and say, hey, you know, do you have some songs that might fit for the movie? And it so happens that sometimes I do, and, and somehow they, it gets in the movie, and it's been really, really cool. Um, you know, I got to write a song uh, for uh, one of my last movies, 5,000 Blankets, that uh, Sony Affirm put out that went to uh, Pure Flix. Uh, we were in, gosh, I don't know, 1,200 theaters uh, there for, for a very short run. Towards the end of last year, we ended up winning a, a Movie Guide Award for Best Independent um, Movie of the Year, uh, Most Inspirational. And, um, you know, I, I said, hey, I'd love to try to write a song for the movie. And, uh, and I did. And they liked it. And the woman that the movie is based on ended up coming into town and surprising me, <clears throat> ended up calling my hotel room from the lobby and saying, hey, I'm downstairs. And I said, wait, what? And I went down there and uh, we chatted for a while. And, uh, you know, the movie's a true story. And it's, it's all about her life. And I played her the song that I had just, just recorded on my phone, just a, just a voice note. And we listened to it together. And she started crying. She said she loved it so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it it made its way in, into the movie. And, and, you know, I think to answer your question, <clears throat> I think there's this uh, a, a difference in, in writing in that kind of capacity because it's all a kind of, it's kind of about the, the space, the silence, mm-hmm. how you structure the song. It's, it's less about sometimes what's played and what's said and more about what's not because you're watching this, unfold on screen so there's already so much happening there the song just kind of needs to to support and, and buttress you know the story of of that scene of the movie um yeah i think that answers your question <laughs> well and undoubtedly you're just an amazing songwriter and that is a wonderful story thank you for sharing that i mean you know that that is a true testament that you have created something special when it can move someone to tears. Um, and that is always a beautiful thing. I mean, I don't think there's anything in the world that is more universal or more emotion-invoking or thought-provoking than music. And it is a universal language that everyone can identify. It doesn't matter, you know, where people come from, different walks of life. It seems like music is just that one thing that brings people together in so many ways, like nothing else can. I completely agree. And it's amazing that, you know, even if the lyrics are in a language that, you know, we're not native to, or that we don't speak, like, that they can still speak to us. Like, that's a mm. crazy, powerful thing. Yes, it is. Very much so. Um, and it, it tends to bring people together, and then you just forget about everything else that you may be at odds about. It's just wonderful the way music works. Um, and I love music. I I just do. It's just it's always done something for me. It's very cathartic. It's very therapeutic. And um, it 
you've got a song for every mood. You know, it's it's just the way it is. No matter what you're feeling, you can find music to fit that. So it's it's just a beautiful thing. Um, well, before we wrap up, Pam and I always like to do a fun little lightning round. It's five questions. And uh, there are no wrong answers, by the way. It's just totally fun and off the cuff. And um, so we've got a couple questions for you. They're very quick and simple. And uh, so the first question is, speaking of music and songs, what is your current favorite song that you're listening to? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Lightning, right, as I take... A long time to ponder it the question. It can be uh, as long as you want it to be. We just call it the lightning round because, you know, it, it's just what we call it. But it can be as long as you need it to be. I, I think Lainey Wilson's incredible. And, you know, she's got a song that <clears throat> I think it came out last last year, year before? No, last year I think it was. Um, you know, Things a Man Ought to Know. And it's oh, just, yeah. it's just great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. You know, that song, I think, is, is just so well-crafted, so well-produced, so well-sung. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, gee, uh, uh, Cody Johnson's Till You Can't is another one mm-hmm. that I first heard way back when, and I think it was before it was even a single or before they announced it being a single. And I thought, man, this is going to be song of the year. And sure enough, <laughs> you know, nominated for everything nominated yeah. for another ACM coming up uh what next next week or week after next uh and uh you know they won the grammy for for best best country song mm-hmm. um just just a couple of months ago and and, and somehow I've, I've got a song myself with ben stennis himself who wrote that song with matt rogers and that that song will be coming out later this summer as well um so pretty cool Awesome, wow. awesome. What is your favorite vacation spot? Well, I I would say Mexico, um, but my brother was just down there, and, and they had to run from a bunch of guns going off. So oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would oh. say a warm, beautiful beach with nice, clear water. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. That All works. right. I know, and that could be anywhere in the world, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What is your favorite holiday? I love Thanksgiving because there's no gifts. Cause that's not what it's about. The <laughs> gift is, you know, the fact that we're alive and that, uh, right. you know, we can we can be grateful for for you know what we do have, whatever that might be. Um, yeah family and hopefully food and um even though i don't like turkey it makes you real tired <laughs> i love that yeah it's true it does all right um do you prefer to cook or get takeout i love making a good steak um but i'll tell you i it's been i've been so so crazed with with stuff lately i haven't had the chance to go to the grocery store. Yeah. I just can't find the time. So it's been, yeah, it's been a lot of, lot of eating out. Um, yeah. It's been a takeout world for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And last but not least, would you prefer to read a book or watch a movie? I love to read. I love to read. And I, I used to read a lot. Um, 
you know, and then with, with, you know, reading more scripts, I think I've, I've I don't know, maybe don't have the energy to, <laughs> to read as many books as I used to. Uh, but I just finished a great one um, by uh, by Chuck Greaves, who uh, actually by, we shot a pilot together a couple years ago in Colorado. He's an amazing author. If you don't know him, you should check him out. Chuck Greaves is incredible. Um, he has a book called Church of the Graveyard Saints, which is just great. Um, so I just finished that. Uh, I'm in the midst of a couple others. And, you know, I think there's something to be said for, you know, getting to use our own imaginations and, and that's, you know, what a, what a good book can, can allow us to do no matter how mm-hmm. detailed it might be, you know, we, we end up kind of, I don't know, cooking, cooking with those details and then making our own kind of meal out of what is, is already there on the page, uh, which is like such a simple thing to have words on a page and a book. Mm-hmm. But um, can really do do wonders for for us, you know. Oh, learning yeah. how to be better people and learning about the world, and so books. Final answer. Books are are kind of <laughs> like music because you know, yeah. like you say, it it can take you places that you would never dream of otherwise, um, and it really allows your imagination to just run wild and. Uh, to go many different places, just like music can kind of take you to those places as well. So very much so. Well, thank you for playing along. Uh, we appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun. Well, before we let you go, I know you have some a couple of upcoming shows. You want to go ahead and give those a shout-out on where you're going to be on what day, and then we'll let you go. Yeah, actually, I've got, I've got a bunch of shows coming up. Um, <clears throat> I'm playing the, the Bluebird Cafe here on Friday of this week. Um, big big day for me with uh, with Just Jay coming out on, on the streamer, Updating Family, and, and then I'll be playing the Bluebird Cafe at uh, 6 p.m. on the 5th in two days. Um, I think it's sold out as pretty much, I think, every show at the Bluebird uh, does these days in a matter of 60 seconds. Um, but looking forward to that. You know, that's the, the songwriter's mecca. And I uh, feel very blessed to be asked to, to come back for my second time to play there. Um, <clears throat> I've got a couple more shows coming up. I'm playing the uh, I'm playing at Jolton Hardware uh, in Nashville on the 10th. Um, a writer's round from 7 to 9. So if you guys are out and about in, in, in the area, anybody, uh, come on out. Check that out. It's a really, really cool spot. Should be some good music. Um, and then off the top of my head right now, I can't even think of the rest of my shows that I got lined up, but I will be posting that all to my social socials, to Instagram, Hog City over there. You can find me and Twitter and all the fun stuff. Absolutely. And if you ever make it to Chicago, I will be at a show, but unfortunately I won't be in Tennessee, so I can't go see you. <laughs> Well, I am I am due for a Chicago trip, so I will I will let you guys know for sure. And I will oh, say, okay. Uh, when I look at my my streaming numbers, Chicago is actually a big big city in terms of consumption of my music. Uh, there's a lot of listeners there that that for some reason listen to my stuff. So shout out to you guys. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. We're very wise when it comes to our music. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was good, Pam. No, that's great. That's awesome. And if you ever get and to North John, Carolina. John is in North Carolina. I know. Yeah, I'm go. in the South. So not that my accent would ever give that away, but if you're yeah. ever in North Carolina, let us know. I'd love to come out and see you perform and, and uh and uh, let everybody I know know about it. So that would be really cool. Man, I would love to. And if, if you if you've got a you know a, a venue that you like, mm-hmm. you know small small cool intimate venue, uh, let me know. Um, sure. Let's reach out to it. I'd love to, okay. to set up a show. And I haven't been down that way in a, in a long time, so I don't even know where I'd start. But um, <laughs> I, I would love your your help in, in doing so if you're up. Sure, sure. I'll check into that and and. Send some stuff to your publicist and, you know, get get you in here. We need you in the state. I think it would be awesome to have you on, on board here in the in uh, North Carolina. And there's lots of oh, big cities. It. So from Raleigh to, you know, um, Charlotte, those are the two mecca cities in North Carolina. So there's probably something somewhere along the way, I'm sure. Let's figure it out. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, so awesome, now that guys. we all have a plan, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you from Don and myself. So, so very much for speaking with us today. It was a blast. And we welcome you back anytime. Man, I would love to. Really enjoyed this. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, this was a good conversation. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rob. Oh, we you're very welcome. You. So much fun. Yes. Awesome, yes, guys. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, and, and uh, let's chat soon, and hopefully I'll see you in one of your cities soon. Sounds good. Wonderful. Have a good night. All right. So long. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Tuning Into TV, where we feature interviews with actors from television and movies, both past and present. Be sure to follow us on social media at Tuning Into TV, and that's with the number two, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to also check out our website at TuningIntoTV.com. That's the number two, TuningIntoTV.com. And feel free to drop us a line with questions and comments at TuningIntoTV at gmail.com. Again, that's with the number two. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more to come.